Thank you, Anne. There we go. Well, we're here. It's, a, it's an exciting day. It's a sad day. Lots of emotion, particularly for the team and myself. Um, I'm going to speak this morning about calling. As, as Judith just said before, I love what Judith said about, uh, you know, that gut feeling uh, when God's calling you. Um, and I'm going to nick that, actually, that phrase. I'm going to use that, actually, just in the moment throughout our talk this morning. Actually, I want to speak about just, I want to just share a little bit about my own sense of calling to, to Barnwell. Uh, the team's calling, um, but also as well, St. Barnabas' calling, uh, as I've spent some time praying and thinking about that and chatting with Anne about it uh, in the last couple of weeks. So if you've got your Bibles uh, in the building or at home, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. Uh, the words will hopefully come up on the screen as well. So the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I, I, you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send to you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me, what do you see, Jeremiah? I see a branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. This is the word of the Lord. So in short, just really quickly on this, I will unpack it a little bit. Jeremiah, in this, these verses, we see God's choice in calling. We see God's command in correction. We see God's care with cowardice. And we see God's commission mission. Those are the verse references there, if you want to take notes. Um, these verses are from Jeremiah, they've been significant for me for, for a number of years, and me being able to try and discern, okay, God, where are you calling me at different moments in uh, my life? And I remember several meetings when I was at Ridley with my tutor, and we, we literally studied this uh, over several meetings, and um, I, uh, it was quite clear at the time that it's always God's sovereign choice who God calls from even before we were born. The mission that God has for our lives, each one of us here and each one of us at home, is far greater than that which we could ever conceive. The mission is not a, a freely chosen path of self, sort of, I'm going to go on this my own way. It's choosing to participate joyfully in God's plans and purposes that existed long before we were even born. How humbling is that? In a message I received from a friend earlier this week, just we were changing messages about different things, and um, as part of one of his long texts to me, um, he, he said this, which really resonated with me. Um, he said, I'm a very tiny, wholly valued, but wholly replaceable piece of God's plan. I'm a very tiny, wholly valued, but wholly replaceable piece of God's plan. 
wholly valued, God says to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet and yet replaceable. Long after Jeremiah was still uh, lived and existed, God was still commissioning people to go and do God's work. Now, not all of us are called to be prophets, but each of us is called, valued, known by God, set apart. It's not just vicars, thank God, that are called by God. The New Testament language puts it like this in 1 Peter 2. You were called out of darkness and into his marvellous light to declare the praises of him. We're wholly valued and yet we're wholly replaceable. God is and will still be God without us. Myself, the team, um, we're not the saviours of Barnwell and they're not under and I'm not under any illusions the fact that we are. Jesus is the saviour of Barnwell. And that's who we're going to be taking to people in their lives. Um, There's lots of exciting things going on in Barnwell. Bishop Stephen alluded to a couple of them. Here's just one example. Um, August 2019, I was on a prayer walk, I think it was with Sarah and with Nikki. Um, I can't remember a couple of your boys. I can't remember who at the time. We were on a prayer walk. And whilst we were praying, I got this image. Uh, And here's, here's, I took a photo of this. Here's what I, the image I got. And I wrote it down in my journal. Um, and I don't know if you journal at times, sometimes things you sort of lose track of and sometimes you remember it. Anyway, I, I tracked it and, and left it there. Last June, we announced we were doing uh, the, what we are today, where we are today. Uh, then in the, I think it was the September or the August, Nikki had sent me through a local council plan um, development uh, document. Uh, next slide, please. Um, and on the two-thirds of the way through the document is this image. Um, and just to the bottom right of the heart is the exact location of Christ the Redeemer on the map. Um, and I was blown away when I saw that. Um, chatting through different things in the first part of uh, autumn term, I was meeting with Ben, and we were talking about active RE, the, um, where we're going to use sport as a way to teach RE in the local primary school. And Ben and myself were looking at some resources, and onto this website we stumbled, and we saw this next slide. And I was like, hang on a minute. What are you up to, God? Um, Thank you uh, for those slides. Um, Our passage goes on, Jeremiah, and he responds by acknowledging God as sovereign Lord. God's sovereignty. He says, I don't know how to speak in verse 6. I'm too young. Many times, I've got to be honest, over recent years at St. Barnabas, before I've come up and spoke, before I've met with people, before I've done the kids' stuff, a whole load of different things, I've said to myself and I've said to God, I can't do this. I'm too young. I've got nothing useful to offer to these people. And in recent weeks, I must confess that that thought has been growing bigger and bigger. I can't do this. I'm too young. I can't lead these team of people. I can't do this. But each of us are called. Fact. Each of us too, unless we're wholly arrogant, we've got to recognise that we haven't got it all together. I am too. Fill in the blank for yourself. God, I am too. What is it for you this morning? For some of you, a word or a phrase pops into your head straight away. 
But God, in his infinite goodness, remember, we're wholly valued, is having absolutely none of it. What did he say to Jeremiah? Do not say, I am too young. Whatever your I am too is, God says, do not say, I am too. He values us too much to call us and then leave us out there on a whim. For every time I thought those moments of, I can't do this, I'm not able to do it, I brought back to these verses, and God says to me, don't say that, Danny. I'm sending you, I'll equip you, don't be afraid, I'm with you. And one one quote that's frequently been um, significant along with these verses is, um, you've perhaps heard a variation of this over the years, it's, it's, um, God does not call the equipped, God equips the called. Um, And it struck me this week when I was preparing that actually uh, that phrase, um, equip, is the year of, the the vision for this year of St. Barnabas. God calls, God equips the called. You don't have to have it all together to be used by God. God equip you, will equip you with what you need. And in Jeremiah's case, it was to speak prophetically. Uh, And in my case, it will be involved a lot, a fair bit of speaking. Um, But however each of you are called, in whatever you do every single day, and even young people, however God calls you, fact, listen to this, God will equip you. Um, Several months ago, when um, Anne asked me to just send her a a list of names where we were up to with who's on the plant team, um, uh, I, I wrote out, number one, Holy Spirit. And I know some of you might think, oh, that's a bit, come on, Danny, grow up, will you? Um, maybe perhaps take it for granted or disregard the Holy Spirit, but absolutely Holy Spirit before anyone else on the team. Because we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Um, when you get ordained uh, by the bishop, Bishop Stephen ordained me two years ago, um, just moments before he lays his hands on you and prays for you, he prays these words, they're going to come up on the screen. And this is my prayer I pray every day. And this is my prayer has been for the team since we announced the team being here today. And it's also, I guess, perhaps I want to just commend it as a prayer for each of you at St. Barnabas to pray every day too, because it's not just vicars who get to pray this prayer. It's hugely significant. Here's what the prayer says. You cannot bear the weight of this calling in your own strength but only by the grace and power of God. Pray, therefore, that your heart may be enlarged and your understanding of the Scriptures enlightened. Pray earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I look at the team this morning. And that's my prayer for you. Their heart for Barnwell, over the years, perhaps more recently, 
is very significant. But they either live there or they're moving to the area. And they know that when you follow Jesus, and as I'm sure you all know, when you follow Jesus, there's a cost to it, isn't there? You count the cost when you follow Jesus. For some of them, as I said before, it's establishing long relationships that have been here for a long time. There's a cost involved in that. There's a cost, not just financial, in moving house. And each one of them is gifted in so many ways and so humble about it, they probably, wouldn't, they probably want to dismiss what you said about them. So please, can I encourage you, if you haven't already, um, even if you don't know them, just spend a moment before you leave today, just write a word of encouragement for someone on the team. Because they're brilliant, brilliant people. Uh, to give some context to Barnwell, um, Cam- well, Cambridge, first and foremost, is the most unequal city in the UK. Um, and Barnwell is the poorest part of the city. Uh, and so back in November, when I shared the vision for the plant uh, to people on a Zoom call, um, uh, I shared those images as I did before. Um, and I shared also a simple four-word phrase that God had placed on my heart after several prayer walks. Um, and now on my different prayer walks with some, with some people uh, and with, on my own, um, with my dog, I'd come across people I knew and I'd come across people I didn't know. And I was able to strike up conversation with all these different people and I asked this very simple question, um, how would you describe Barnwell? And, and there were some hilarious responses I couldn't possibly repeat. <laughs> um, and there were also some really sad ones that broke my heart. Um, but the, the thing, the phrase that kept on coming back in some form or another, it got me thinking. Either, there's two options. Either everyone in Barnwell is on a WhatsApp group, messaging each other, saying there's this weird scouser going around asking, just giving the same answer. Or God was trying to say something. I think it's absolutely the latter. And the phrase was that people kept on saying, Barnwell is the forgotten part of Cambridge. So I spent some time thinking and praying about that. And the phrase, four-word phrase, never forgotten, always loved, came to mind. And then in early May, when I was preparing for the day of prayer and fasting that we had as a church, um, I was reading Psalm 9 just a couple of days before. And I can't tell you how many times I've read Psalm 9, uh, but there was um, a moment when I was reading it, and verse 18, it jumped out at me, and I was just gobsmacked. It says this, But God will never forget the poor. The hope of the poor will never perish. Now, for each person on the team, they're absolutely committed to ensuring that each person in Barnwell knows the love of Jesus, that they're not forgotten by the creator of the universe. And while some people's circumstances in Barnwell are messy, and they're aware of that, um, the team are committed to ensuring the good news of Jesus is extended to each of them, and that Christ the Redeemer, the name of the church, how significant is that? Christ is their Redeemer. It's my own call, it's a team's calling, I just want to spend a few moments now talking about the, the call on St. Barnabas. Um, it's been a real joy, I've got to say, working here for the last three years, and I was on placement before that as well. Um, I've got a few thank yous today. I want to say a huge thank you to the PCC, um, who I know uh, two and a half years ago, three years ago nearly now, made a commitment of faith financially to say, we want to commit to having Danny as a curate. Thank you, everyone who's on the PCC at the time, and thank you for everyone who's been on the PCC since. 
I want to thank you too to David uh, and Helen, uh, who's not able to be here this morning in the building, and Becca, church wardens throughout my time here for your constant prayerful support. I want to thank the staff team for putting up with my um, cheekiness and my practical jokes, but, but also just thank you for being great colleagues. Um, Andy, Matt, uh, Karen, Jess, Tim, Rachel. Uh, but most of all, I want to say a huge thank you to you, Anne. Um, because what many of you may not know about Anne is how much she actually cares for each person in this room right now and those of you online. And more than that, she cares more than the fact that people that aren't involved in the life of St. Barnabas who don't yet believe and trust in Jesus. And I've worked at several churches over uh, prior to coming to, to St. Barnabas, and I can honestly say you are blessed to have Anne as your vicar. It's not often the vicar publicly gets thanked for what they do. And Anne hasn't asked me to say this. Um, so may I please ask, encourage each of you, whether you're online today, whether you're in the building, um, don't take Anne for granted. Please. Pray for her as she leads you. Encourage her, support her. Um, she doesn't do what she does to want to be thanked. But at the t same time, I don't think she gets thanked enough. Um, and if you also like golf, do chat to Anne about golf. Um, but this isn't the end. With Anne and me worked together for the last three years, this isn't the end. This isn't the end for, between us as a team and St. Barnabas. It's the start of the next chapter. And it's, it's really exciting for ways in which we can look for partnership together in the future. As Anne said, Antioch, that model for the church, a place of sending and of return. We're going to return with stories of what God's up to in Barnwell. Um, and I know St. Barnabas' his vision uh, is in these next few years to be a mission church to the region. For each of you at St. Barnabas though, as you consider the calling, perhaps that gut thing, what's the gut of St. Barnabas? What's the gut of which God is calling St. Barnabas to do? Um, I want my final words to each of you to be able to say is, what is God calling you to and what has God put on your heart? Um, and I couldn't, I honestly couldn't help shift this week in my prep, thinking there's a few people here, perhaps in the building or online, where once, once upon a time, sounds like I'm saying a fairy tale, doesn't it? Once upon a time, perhaps, you had a vision, you had a God-given dream that for whatever reason, you've suppressed it. And I want to say to you today, if that's you, Please bring that to the surface. Please chat with Anne about it. Each of you at St. Barnabas is gifted in so many different ways. And there's space for you to bring to the table what God is wanting you as a whole church here at St. Barnabas to do. The warmth and the welcome I received at St. Barnabas is something I'll never forget when I came for the first time. The spirit of generosity that spills over into absolutely everything that you do. So may you each consider the calling of Jeremiah and how he calls him and how he corrects him and how he cares for him and how he commissions him. God is calling St. Barnabas at this time to be a mission church to the region. 
God is correcting those lies perhaps St. Barnabas have come to believe about themselves that aren't true. God is caring for you by providing for you. God is commissioning you. God does not call the equipped. God equips the called. So may I pray for you as a church, St. Barnabas. You may want to open your hands out in this moment. Whatever is most comfortable for yourself. And I'm going to pray that prayer that the bishop prayed over myself. St. Barnabas, you cannot bear the weight of this calling in your own strength, but only by the grace and power of God. Pray therefore in this moment and in many moments to come, that your heart may be enlarged, your understanding of the scriptures enlightened. Pray earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence with us this morning, wherever we are, Awaken in each of us a calling. Where you need to comfort us, would you please do that? Where you need to care for us, please do that. Where you need to correct the lies we've believed about ourselves. would you commission us for the mission to which you so lovingly call us to be involved in. We pray all these things, Jesus, in your precious name and for your glory. Amen.